This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. You really think, uh, Frank Diaz, I'm interested in the news of the past week. Would you get the hell out of here? This is a fresh slice. No bum slices here. It's live and local. I don't care how many hours of the day and night I have to broadcast WABC. The acronym will stand for always broadcasting Curtis. You better believe it. And it's never best of, worst of. I finished six hours overnight from 12 midnight to 6 in the morning. Took many of you to the break of dawn. And then the very next program said best of. Yeah, best of. Worst of. Where are all the slackers and deadbeats out there? Oh, we'll be getting into that in the 4 o'clock hour because, oh, yeah, 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 you all work hard. Yeah, we work real hard here in radio. It's like a tough job. No, this is a privilege to be able to be in the studios of the number one news talk station in the nation. I don't care what day it is to be broadcasting live instead of mailing it in. I want to hear the, the the news from the past week. Yeah, Frank Diaz, let me pimp slap you wherever you are. You at Orchard Beach today in the Bronx? Oh, by the way, try stopping off at the Lobster Box, City Island. It's closed. There goes New York City. Oh, you have the Lobster House left. Oh, that'll close, too, as it's like Kurt Russell escaped from the Bronx. Now, let me tell you what my day was like. So I finished up at 6 in the morning, and I started roaming the streets. Oh, yeah, picking up garbage. Garbage, garbage everywhere. Stopped at Sanitation Department. They got to work all weekend long. Platinum time, platinum time. Oh, they're working real hard. They emptied the can into the back of the compactor, and half of it ends up in the street. And I said, hey, hey, jerky boys, you think you're going to pick it up? Not my job. No, wait a second. So you end up putting half the can in the back of the compactor, and the rest of it just blows all over the street and the sidewalk. Not my job. Not my job. I said, okay, I'm going to make amends today, and I'm going to settle all scores. So what did I do? And already Diego here is thinking I need a psychiatric observation at Bellevue. Don't worry about it. Take me out of here in a straitjacket. They'll shoot me full of Thorazine, and I'll be back in the streets like all the other emotionally disturbed. So it's just a matter of time. So I said, oh, lead story here. Black Lives Matter, a.k.a. big, large mansions. They got a new maca, a new muckety muck. It's going to be a clean slate. All of a sudden, they're going to do things right. They're going to be accountable. There'll be transparency. And in fact, they've renamed their nonprofit. How the hell could they be a nonprofit? They've ripped off millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that were pouring into their coffers all through the summer of 2020 as they were looting and shooting. And all of a sudden, McWhitey Whitey money from the Fortune 500 companies was coming into their coffers. Please don't shoot, don't loot us. We love Black Lives Matter. We hate all other people. We only love black people. Please don't attack us, please. And we'll spare you. 
Could you throw maybe one or two more million dollars into the pot? Man, we got a lot of community activity to do. You know, we're dedicated, selfless servants, not. So all of a sudden I see that there's this new Herkimer jerk who has been anointed the leader of Black Lives Matter, a.k.a. Big Large Mansions. What's his name? Bowers. Oh, so finally they got somebody who's XY chromosome instead of XX chromosome. Well, wait a second. XX chromosome, but maybe transgender, maybe non-binary. I don't know. There were those three black women. They were supposedly bisexual, trisexual, transgender. I don't know. There's 72 different terms. It's so confusing for one's sexuality, for one's gender identification. I do know what all three of these women shared in common. They ripped off hundreds of millions of dollars. They're crooks. They're thieves. And who are they led by, oh, the queen of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Conchop. Is that her name, uh, Kevin Jose, our uh, producer of everything that goes from here, there, and everywhere on the weekends? Patrice Conjob, because what a con job she pulled on all of America, all of the world. Look at all the big mansions she's purchased for herself over the past years since the summer of 2020. The killing of George Floyd in the streets of South Minneapolis by the Minneapolis Police Department. The many demonstrations that eventually, in some instances, led to lootings and shootings. I know, because they got my jaw broken, right, by Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Did yesterday Anthony Weiner claim, oh, Antifa's just an ideology on left versus right? It said, Anthony, Antifa broke my jaw. Oh, that's just an ideology. Oh, an ideology broke my jaw. Oh. So I was so pissed. So I'm roaming up and down. I go to the Frederick Douglass Projects, right? I called out the homies. I went right by the basketball court. Nobody was shooting hoops. You know, they were recovering from partying till the break of dawn, probably with Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. And so they're all sitting around. They're all shooting. You know, you know what? It wasn't hoops. It was a lot of bull feathers. And I said, yo, brothers, two years ago, you had the BLM shirts on. You were telling me there was only one group that needed to be saved. And that was black people. And that if I said all lives matter, I was a racist. If I said, God forbid, blue lives matter, I was a double racist and an enemy of society. Hey, I said, what happened to your black lives matter uh, shirts? What do you do? Give them up to Goodwill, Salvation Army? What are illegal aliens now wearing them as they run around the streets of Manhattan as they get three hots and a cod at the Milford Plaza at taxpayers' expense? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This beef continues. I'm not letting it go away. Who was out there in the streets every day with Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope? Black Lives Matter, painting in the streets in New York City. Didn't matter that there were carjackings, drive-by shootings, shootings, murder, rape, pillaging. That Kurt Russell escaped from New York, right? Am I the only one who sees this? And what does my crew here say, Kevin Troch? producer of everything that comes out of our mouths. That's right. This is the spoken word all weekend long. Diego at the boards. Some schmuck who's uh, our telephone talent coordinator here. I'm McWhitey Whitey. What happened to the brothers? You see, when I do overnights, I have all brothers and sisters. And because my name is Curtis, they think I culturally appropriated it from a black. Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. Fitty Sand. Nope, he culturally appropriated it from me. Wait till you hear how Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. Fitty Sand, was saved, was saved by a minister of ill repute. A shakedown artist. A man who actually has a church. The church of what's happening now 
in the streets of Canarsie. They birthed me right on Remsen Avenue and Forster Avenue. That shyster, that rip-off artist. By the way, uh, we're going to get to it momentarily. Whatever happened to all the bling-bling? Whatever happened to the thugs who stripped him like a carcass in the Mojave Desert? Oh, that's right. He's friends of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. So let me uh, compose myself right now as I... I continue to settle all scores. That's right. I don't forgive. I don't forget like the rest of you. Oh, Black Lives Matter. That was the summer of 2020. That was 2021. Curtis, we've moved on. Oh, we moved on? What about Hawk Newsom, right? Hawk Newsom, remember he said, we're going to burn it down. I'm the leader of Black Lives Matter in New York. He stood there in Washington Square Park. The number two guy in the police department, Moynihan, moaning, moaning, took a knee. Took a knee. What the hell? The NYPD took a knee on June 1st of 2022 in Washington Square Park. I said, this is surrender. This is like General Lee at Appomattox giving his sword to General Grant. And then what happened? They looted, right? Remember, two straight days of anarchy and looting and shooting in the streets. And the NYPD was told, retreat, surrender. Don't get involved. And the only ones out there was my jaw and the guardian angels, right? Got it busted. Anthony Weiner, oh, by an ideology, Antifa. It's not really an organization. How the hell did they know to come all together in one particular meeting with body armor, with batons, with helmets, swinging and winging, busting windows, putting up with graffiti, F all the police. All cops are bastards. All cops are bitches. I will never forgive. I will never forget. So many of you have said, come on, it's time to move on. Uh, meet the boss, the new boss, same as the old boss, right? So look at this guy, Bowers. What a piece of work. He took over Black Lives Matter. He's like one month in charge, and he's already being charged with stealing $10 million. <laughs> the guy hasn't even had an office yet. A shingle. He stole $10 million. You know, the only thing he's not doing is like a Fortune 500 corporation, you know, like the Bitcoin bandits, uh, like the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers. Form an LLC offshore. Shelter the money. We'll never know who's in charge of Black Lives Matter. Hey, follow Wall Street. The crooks on Wall Street. Got to get sophisticated. Got to become a white-collar criminal. So he takes $10 million out of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation in uh, May... And now we find out about it in August. And he says, oh, no, 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 no. My fingerprints aren't on it. It went to my Bowers consulting firm. Consulting firm for Black Lives Matter? Uh, am I missing something here? Watch. They'll set up an LLC offshore like the rest of the corporations who will set up. That's right. Remember, set up in Ireland where you don't have to pay any taxes. Set up in the smallest, most minute country in the world. You won't have to pay any taxes. You won't have to report. You won't have to file anything. Just learn how corporations store their money offshore, Black Lives Matter. And then you could rip us off like everybody else. And where is the Black Lives Matter founder, Patrice Kanjab? Which mansion is she in today? Kevin Jokes, your job is to find. Is she in the mansion in the Bahamas? Right next to Tiger Woods? 
Yeah, Tiger Woods has a joint out there. Oh, wait a second. That's right, billionaire Michael Bloomberg. Oh, Michael Bloomberg. You thought you were going to be president. You thought you were going to buy the presidency. Not. Who eviscerated you on that stage, that debate stage when you were running for president? You can't buy everything in life. Everybody doesn't have a price, Bloomberg. All of a sudden, it was like out of uh, Kill Bill. And she came at you with that samurai sword. Who was she? The Cherokee Indian from Massachusetts. Whack, 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 whack. You lost your manhood. You reached down and you didn't even have cocktail onions. So you came back twice. And then all of a sudden she did it a second time. And she stuffed it right in your mouth that you deserve. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for me to settle all scores. And then, of course, locally there's Hawk Newsom. Hawk Newsom, who said, if you go around calling yourself a socialist, you have to ask how much of your personal money is going to charitable causes. It's really sad because it makes people doubt the validity of the movement of Black Lives Matter, and it overlooks the fact that it's the people that carry this movement. Hawk Newsom, who's a Mama Luke, who lives in Concourse Village. Yeah, that's why Curtis Lee knows where everyone's bones is buried and who buried them. You're a Mama Luke. You're living with your mother in Concourse Village, and you're driving around in a brand-new, tricked-out Cadillac Escalade. The tinted windows, the, the rims. Where did you get that money, Hawk Newsom? Where did you get that money? I need a little more music here. Diego, that's right. It's the who. Roger Daltrey, excellent Peter Townsend, now pedophile on a pedestal. How did he escape doing triple life without parole? Anyway, that's a subject for a different uh, time, a different day. But I can guarantee you it'll be live and local. It won't be all best of. Who the hell would say that we're listening to their best program when I've listened to the first time it played and it was your freaking worst program? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Time for my periscope up. My divining rod is out. And I'm coming at all these fake, phony, fraudulent forgations. You know who I feel like? Oh, my God. Oh, it's, it's Greek ideology. No, 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 I'm not Socrates. No, 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 I wouldn't dare compare myself to Socrates or Aristotle or Plato. I'm Diogenes. Diogenes, who actually lived in a crock pot in his own swill. Yes, oh, it wasn't a crock pot. It was a crock back then. And he had a lantern, and he would go around in the streets of Athens every night, and he would shine the light into the face of the Athenians. Not the Spartans, because they would have sliced them and diced them. And the Athenians. And he said, I'm looking for one honest man. Diogenes, you're not politically correct. It's one honest man, one honest woman, one honest binary person, one honest bisexual, one honest pansexual, one honest asexual you got to do all 72 terms right now, Diogenes. But I loved it because he would go searching for one honest man. And he ate bread and lentils. And they said to Diogenes in the streets of Athens, if you would like to be subservient to the king, you won't have to live on lentils and bread every day. And you know what he said in Greek to them? F you! F you! I'd rather eat bread and lentils. Well, that's my kind of guy, right? Oh, yeah. And by the way, many called him a lunatic. Just like you are, Diego, looking at me right now like I need a psychiatric observation. Just like you can. 
Kevin Joach was saying to Nicole Bellevue here, send the uh, send the meat wagon here. Let's get the Thorazine out. Let's put him in a straitjacket. No, I'm speaking truth here. And there was a time where Alexander the Great traveled. He wanted a one-on-one sit-down. Not with Plato, not with Socrates, not with Aristotle, but with Diogenes. And so he traveled to Corinth to meet Diogenes. And there was Diogenes. He was taking in some sun. And the great general, right, Alexander the Great, was looking down at him. And he said, hey, buddy, could you get out of the way? You're blocking the sun. And then uh, Alexander the Great said, I want to talk to you. I don't have time to talk to you. You're a person of no consequence because you're self-indulgent. You think you're the best, not like the rest. And all you want to do is rape, pillage, rob, steal, and then declare yourself number one, second to none. Oh. And the one thing about Diogenes I share in common with him. No, no, no. Not that I'm in a crock pot with my own swill, my own flotsam and jetsam. But he did not believe in the written word. He believed in the spoken word. He was a cynical philosopher. You think I'm a cynic? You think I'm a cynic? You know, I passed the debt clock today. $30 trillion we're in debt. And so many of you, oh, oh, my God, we're paying off students' debt. Oh, this is ungodly. This is immoral. We're $30 trillion in debt. Not the president, not the last president, not anybody in the House, not anybody in the Senate, not anybody in government. We, the citizens, we owe the money to the Treasury, to the bondholders, the Red Chinese, the Saudis, the scum of the earth. We, we, we owe that. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But also early in the day, I had my own little Prozac. No, not the drug. I decided to get religion. I decided to watch the televangelists because knowing that it was Labor Day, I figured they would somehow connect us to slavery and that God wanted us to be subservient like the slaves were to their masters. And, you know, after a few minutes, all these holy rollers, white or black, and every shade in between were saying the same damn lie. Would you have done if you were a slave? You would have been subservient to your master, and you would have continued being a slave until God deemed that you be free. Hey, all you televangelists, f all of your bull feathers. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Now I ask the question, how does a Jewish guy, Greenbaum... Do a song to J.C., Jesus Christ, right? Oh, that's right. Jesus was a Jew when he was uh, put on that cross. He never converted, did he? No, in fact, the Roman Catholic faith hadn't even been created until centuries later. So Greenbaum, I guess, is the original Christian, just like Jesus, although he never was. 
And yeah, yeah, he's entitled. That's a chosen person to sing this. Let me let me get some uh, some godlike spirituality in my bones and marrow. Because you know I'm an EMP Catholic. Ashes on uh, Wednesday, palms on Sunday. And then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. But I got my tablet. I robbed it from the church. Yeah, no, it was actually in the trash outside. And I saw it was a message from Cardinal Dolan. We love you, illegal aliens. We want more of you, your God's children. But we're not going to pay for you. The uh, sucker taxpayers are, whether they're Catholic, whether they're heathens, whether they kiss frogs or they're tree huggers or they're wickers or wickers, they're paying for you through Catholic charities. You don't think we're paying for you? Fill up our church pews because our English-speaking masses, you could roll a Brunswick bowling ball through and not hit anybody. But our Spanish-speaking masses, ha, to the rafters. Look, we don't discriminate. You don't have dollars, we'll take pesos. Just put it in there. We have the Bishop's Fund. Ah, yes, that's right. The wicker baskets go around. We have the Cardinal's Fund. We have the Fund for Parochial School Education. We have the Vatican Fund. No, no, I realize you're running out of coin here. One more, one more for you. The illegal aliens. Oh, you have nothing left? Don't worry about it. The sucker taxpayers will pay it through a grant from the federal, state, and city government to Catholic charities who welcome the tired and the poor. Well, I wasn't going to be looking at anything Catholic this morning. I pretty much abandoned the ship and with Cardinal Dolan out there playing Santa Claus with our money. <laughs> we love you. You see him out there, the Port Authority, hey, Diego, the Port Authority, he's, he's holding on to MS-13 guys. They got the tats up and down their neck like giraffes. And in Spanish, on their knuckles, it says, F you. But the card was, hey, we love you. You're God's children. God loves you. Uh, did you ask him for ID, Colonel Dolan? Did you test him medically? By the way, did you ask him why they're members of MS-13 and that they live to kill and rape and pillage and rob? Did, did you ask him, oh, no, 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 these are God's children? No, they're not. As uh, Donald Trump said when he was president out there in Brentwood Central, Islip and the Danch, they're bad hombres. Well, let me give you a little good old-fashioned Pentecostal uh, preaching. Because I had the channel changer in my hand while my wife, Nancy, was cutting some Z's after taking care of the 18 rescue cats while I was here at WABC, always broadcasting Curtis. And I said, hmm, what are the messages from the Holy Rollers on Sunday morning? I looked at black uh, messengers. I looked at white messengers. And what I want to do is I want to all boil it down for all of you. The sermon to get the most out of work. You need to view yourselves as servants. Diego, Kevin, uh, Joyce, Joyce, whatever your name is, and this uh, person of no consequence, this McWhitey Whitey, who is our telephone talent coordinator, you must view yourselves as servants. It may be that God has placed you here at WABC. Work. As for the Lord, God will tell you when it's time. Remember, let me uh, let me identify scripture right here. Grant to your slaves justice and fairness. God will determine when you are free and where you can work. Now, um, slaves, uh, Labor Day, uh, I think we've gone beyond that, Holy Rollers. If you work 40, 50, or 60 hours a week on your secular job, 
How much time do you give to the Lord and spend in church? How much of your money goes to God's work? And if you're a poor employee like Diego, you're always claiming, get on your knees, ask forgiveness of God for being a loser, a slacker, a deadbeat. Go about your work in the spirit of a servant. To get the most out of your work, Diego, your rewards will come in the future when you're in heaven, not here on earth. And they will come from God. Kevin Joyce, your inheritance will come from God. Not your parents or grandparents in their Westchester, Scarsdale, or whatever the hell you live. Your reward will come because God is the big boss man. He ultimately determines what your pay will be. And if you're not paid an adequate wage now, work your way through the pearly gates. And you'll have everything that you desire. 72 virgins. Oh, no, no, that's Muhammad Allah. You know, once you zoom up on the Paradise Express and you go right to Allah's side. Well, I conflate religions. Aren't they all the same, right? Don't they all come, right? That messengers of, uh, of the faith. Uh, we have uh, Muhammad. We have Jesus Christ. We have Hashem, right? Isn't it pretty much all this game? Oh, uh, this will start a religious war. We'll have, <laughs> we'll have the Crusades. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But let's go to the real Holy Rollers. In the midst of the COVID lockdown and pandemic, when people thought that all was lost, where will I live? What will my family eat? Will we even have water to drink? Well, they're saying that out west right now and in the southwest and obviously in Jackson, Mississippi. But listen to your spiritual advisor, Kenneth Copeland, in the heart of Texas. See, that's how I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. Uh, hold on a second, Diego. Don't you know the difference between white preachers and black preachers? Diego, have you been smoking that reefer a little bit too much? Anyway, uh, let's get back on track here because, man, you threw me off guard here. I was getting my God-like preaching from white holy rollers this morning and black holy rollers. Don't, 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 don't start with the brothers first. You're going to be picking on the brothers? Let's pick on the McWhitey-Whiteys. Who's bigger than Kenneth Copeland at 85? He looks like Satan. If he gets another facelift, his face will snap like an old rubber band. Listen to him. The most important thing in life is that you up that tithing. See, that's how I know you still... Oh, my God. This is an act of sabotage. Fear of this this coronavirus is, is faith in its ability to hurt you or kill you. Uh, <clears throat> the, 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 the fear of what are we going to do? I'm getting laid off at work. Hey, your job's not your source. If it is, you're in trouble. Jesus is your source. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do right now, don't you stop tithing. Nope. Mm. Don't you stop sowing offerings. Nope. Well, they won't let us go to church. Well, email it in there, text give or something, but you get your tithe in that church. If you have to go take it down there and drop it off and stick it under the door or something, right. you right. get that tithe in that church, you get that offering in that church, and then you go home and you do what we're supposed to do. That's right. What the hell? We owe $30 trillion, right? We're in debt. 
Might as well, we'll never be able to pay the debt, so might as well get your tithing in a full 10%. Now, that's on the McWhitey-Whitey side. Now, uh, Diego jumped the queue, proving that he is a racist, no doubt about it, because right away he had to jump to the brothers. Right away, see that? You had to go to the brothers. You had to immediately do a Reverend Ike instead of doing a Pentecostal white minister. So from deep in the heart of Texas where the Reverend uh, Copeland wants every nickel, dime, and penny you have left in a tithing. We have to go to a different brother in the heartland of America, in Kansas City, right on the border of the Mississippi with Kansas City, Kansas. Now, you, you see, Diego, you've never been to Kansas City, Kansas. I have. That's rough, small but rough, but so is Kansas City on the Missouri side. Let's listen to Reverend Colton. Funder changed that. See, that's how I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. Come on. Come on. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. Come on. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it, no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. Come on. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deaconita, it's not with respect of want. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. We even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. Yeah. See, it's all about the money. And the money, supposedly, you give it to your reverend. And this is like your vehicle to heaven. It's like indulgences. Remember, we went through that centuries ago. Roman Catholic Church, you know, they're basically ripping everybody off, saying you could be a sinner, you could be a killer, murderer, murderer, marauder. Just pay us indulgences, and you'll pave the way through the pearly gates. And then Martin Luther stood up and said, no, 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 no. He tacked on those indulgences, right? That's how the Lutherans came about. And they proved to be just as anti-Semitic as Catholics, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so good to learn about the importance of work this morning so that we go out, bust our asses 40, 50, 60 hours a week so we can get our tithing in on Sunday to keep these uh, reverends rolling, rolling in Rolexes, rolling in Learjets, rolling in Gucci. Rolling in Louis Vuitton, rolling in Beamer and Benzes. I feel so much better. Not. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Go, 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 show. Oh, yeah, it was. The swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams. We'll get to him momentarily. Man, he was raising the roof in all these private clubs in Manhattan. Forgot the brothers and sisters at the Sugar Shack in Bushwick and the Crab Shack in Bed-Stuy. I know brothers and sisters. You know, he's... He's, in, he's on a roll, man. He wants to make whitey, whitey money. Man, he was getting wine, dined, and pocket line on Thursday night. We'll get to that momentarily. But one of his big homies, 
big homie is the self-appointed Bishop Lamar Whitehead. I sent uh, my telephone talent coordinator, the brother from another planet, Avery, dressing his Sunday best earlier today to the church of what's happening now, or as he calls it, Leaders of Tomorrow International Churches in Canarsie, not far from where I grew up, right on Foster Avenue and Remsen. And I said, Avery, you're a good church-going guy on Sundays. I want you to stand. I want you to hear the message of the self-appointed bishop, Lamar Whitehead, who's nothing more than a pimp in a Mercedes, a Benz, with mansions. In fact, you know what he announced earlier today? Uh, Kevin Josh, you heathen. Uh, Diego, you who worship uh, wickers and uh, witches. And our uh, telephone talent coordinator, the McQuitey Whitey, a man of no consequence. Let me tell you something. The Reverend was talking about how he saved 50 Cent. He saved Curtis, a.k.a. Jackson, from a life, a decadence and debauchery. And putting the, uh, his schlong, the angle at the dangle, he said, no, no more. He, he has found God through the church here. And he told that to the uh, allhiphopnation.com uh, degenerate drive-by uh, shooting, more drugs, more gangs, Hot 97, Power 105, uh, Tabernacle. Yeah, you ever listen to them there, right? Hey, 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 put me on the Bethfist Club, right? Put me on the Bethfist Club, man. I'll kick some knowledge with you, Charlemagne the God. Now, when a guy calls himself God, you think he's a little self-important, or maybe you think he's a 5%? Oh, yeah. Uh, let me kick some knowledge to you. Allah born circumference. Uh, let's have a parliament here, Charlemagne the God, because you see, this is what the 5% is believed. That's why Jay-Z rocks that 5% appendage, because they think, oh, we're better than whiteies, and we're better than regular black people, because we're gods. That's right. That's why they call themselves gods. And that's why they can carry Thule's guns to protect themselves from Yakub, the evil white scientist who created white people, the Caucasian devils. And those Urkels out there who know not what they do. And what is the job of a god? To populate the earths. The earths are the beyonces of the world. Yeah, you know, the sisters out there. Man, that is such nonsense. So anyway, uh, let me get to the state, uh, Kevin. We have heard from uh, Avery, church-going telephone talent coordinator of ours, from the other side of midnight. Hey, where's my music, Diego? No, no, don't cut off my music here, yeah, man. I'm listening to my namesake, Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent. Pulled off the scam of the century. Remember, he was in a collaboration with guys from the Bronx and Queens. They came up with vitamin water. Remember vitamin water? They put some food coloring in tap water, and they told all of you schmucks and putzes, oh, it's got vitamins in it. And Coca-Cola gave him $4 billion to buy vitamin water. Now he's claiming he went Chapter 11 selling all of his aperitifs, his after-dinner drinks. And remember when all of a sudden he got sued for defamation and slander, which he does all the time? He claimed, I'm bankrupt. Man, he did exactly what they did in 2008 on Wall Street, the hedge fund monsters, the banks. Except we didn't submit 50 cent to quantitative easing. But I digress here. So uh, the self-appointed uh, bishop, Lamar Whitehead, announced that he had saved 50 cent. 
But he also wanted everybody to know that he's put his mansion up for sale in Paramus, New Jersey. I was just at the Brownstone in Patterson, where Patterson meets Clifton. If I'd only known when I got up to give my speech for the Republicans running for sheriff for Passaic County and for commissioners, I would have said, now let me tell you something. I know this self-appointed bishop, he's a crook, he's a thief, he's a shakedown artist, he's an extortionist. But he owns a, a McMansion here in Paramus, and he's selling it for $3 million. Because he's doing God's work. And by the way, Kevin Josh, can we contact the new thief in charge of Black Lives Matter? You know, the guy who just stole $10 million, Bowers. The, 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 I think he's a guy. You know, I don't want to insult him because he might be bi, pansexual, asexual. I, I know he's black. He just got accused of ripping off $10 million. Could we ask him if he could do a solid uh, for the self-appointed bishop in charge of the church of what's happening now in Canarsie? Friend of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, Bishop Lamar Whitehead. Could we ask him if he'll buy for Big Lives uh, Matter, uh, big, large mansions? <laughs> that, that, that's spread in parameters. Ladies and gentlemen, this is crazy. Crazy. By the way, let me give you the uh, intel on this. Uh, remember, we all saw the video. There was Bishop Lamar Whitehead, friends, best friends of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. You know, they talk with each other on the cellies like uh, their best buds. And you notice the three thugs came in. They had their hoodies on and they had their ski masks on and they stripped him of what he said and his wife, what was that, uh, Kevin, $400,000 of bling bling. Then he escalated it to a million. Then he realized, boy, that's really greedy. Brought it back down to 400000 How come they haven't caught these guys? How come they haven't caught these homies? Let's see, they made their getaway in a, uh, a white Beamer. Haven't caught, went right down Ralph Avenue, right through Avenue D, right past all the chop shops there. Yeah, yeah, man, you can check it out on CCTV, right? How come they haven't called? Oh, that's right. Call came in from City Hall to the 69th Precinct. I grew up at the 69th Precinct there in Canarsie. You don't investigate the bishop. Don't be looking into the bishop's business here. Mind your own business, 69th Precinct. And what about that uh, feckless, weak, inefficient district attorney in Brooklyn, Eric Gonzalez, the guy who, if you get busted with a 9 millimeter fully loaded in Brooklyn, you go to a diversion program. You don't go to jail. No, no, no. You go to a diversion program. You show up every Friday for a month. You have pizza and Coca-Cola at the taxpayer's expense. And you cross your heart and hope to die and say, hey, I'll never do it again. No problem, homie. We're going to seal your records. Just go back out there and do another drive-by shooting. Hey, you got it like that in New York City. By the way, this self-appointed uh, bishop... Lamar Whitehead is not being investigated by Eric Gonzalez. He's been told, leave him alone. Curtis Lee, I don't abide by any of that nonsense. You see, I've done the deep dive on uh, this crook, Lamar Whitehead, and he actually wrote a note to the judge asking uh, asking the federal judge who was sentencing uh, Eric Adams' homeboys, the Petrosians, the white-collar crooks, the restaurateurs that he goes to every night at 9 o'clock on West 52nd Street. He said, yo, 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 please don't give him too much time in, uh, in uh, federal camp because they're really good guys. They've been helping me. So crook helps crook. Eric Adams consorting with 
convicted felons. Now, if he was still a house mouse for the NYPD, because that's what he was for 22 years on the job, he never busted his shoes in the streets. He was a house mouse. He would be fired as a cop. He'd have to turn in a badge and gun, consorting with known felons and getting free meals. Uh, by the way, Kevin Drosh, uh, you can give us an update on our church-going uh, telephone talent coordinator, Avery. If he withstood the diatribes, uh, the uh, v- verbal flotsam and jetsam pouring out of the mouth of the self-appointed bishop, the rip-off artist who's already been to federal jail, and who actually builds widows. I mean, is there anything lower you can do but bilk widows? one 800 now. Enough of finish saying here. Enough, enough. Man, it's making me nauseous here. You know what's coming up tonight, hmm? In the hood, Flatbush, Crown Heights, Long Empire Boulevard, down Flatbush Avenue, down Nostrand, right on up to Eastern Parkway. Why? Because Curtis Lee will bust his shoes. And now normally I'd be a juve, that fake, phony, fraudulent celebration on the night before the annual West Indian Day Parade that already the NYPD is telling us the missing in action police commissioner so well. Oh, we're beefing up security. For Juve, which goes on all night, in which uh, the homies, they put their guns in the air like they just don't care as if it's dance hall reggae. And then when all of a sudden it's time to go to war in the streets against the competing street gangs, they'll say to their crew, flags up, toolies out, time to blast them. Now, what that means is if you happen to see anybody get shot or shot at or stabbed or beaten down, because it always happens uh, with Juve, they should just ban it and cancel it is that they all wear around their necks the flags of their countries of origin. So let's say you're TNT, Trinidad and Tobago. It's like red and black. Let's say you're from Barbados, you're Barbadian, or you're from Jamaica. That's the prominent country. I'd say most of the West Indians, Caribbeans, uh, they come to the parade, uh, come to Juve from Jamaica. But then there's the smaller countries like Antigua, the other West Indian, Caribbean countries. So you wear the flag of your country of origin around your neck. And then when you're going to go on a rampage and you're going to start shooting and blasting them, your leader of the pack says, flags up. And then when all of a sudden, Diego, you have that urge to merge, you know, because you've had uh, Cialis, Levitra, you've had that little blue pill, you know, that gives you a shot of manhood there. You start daggering those females. You know what daggering is? You know, you look like a centipede. Uh, the female is like touching her toes. Uh, she's on a booty call, right? And then all of a sudden you're daggering her. In the meantime, there will be police officers in uniform that will be daggering women. You think the white church will be saying anything to them? Of course not. It's triple or triple overtime, man. It's platinum time. They're going to be making a ton of money. Now, will they be getting abuse? Yes. Let me ask you a, a question here, Mick Whitey Whitey, our telephone talent coordinator here. Will probably, man, can you imagine him in the middle of Juve? He'd be like a uh, bleach spot in a black inkwell. Uh, you're watching all this. You think the cops are going to be congregating tonight? You're damn right they're going to be congregating. You think they're going to be talking to one another? You're damn right. Like, yo, man, that posse of 50, man, don't go out there on your own. Don't do what Eric Adams will tell you. Oh, you got to patrol on your own. Where, where's our uh, police commissioner, Sewell? She ain't going to be out there. 
So guys and gals of the NYPD congregate, be safe, cluster, sort of like uh, when you have that biology experiment, first time in biology. Oh, no, actually chemistry. And they put dirt, you know, right in an experiment, and they tell you, see, soap emulsifies around the dirt. Cling together tonight. Congregate. Talk to one another. Don't be listening to what the white shirts tell you because you want to know who else is going to be congregating and conversing with one another. The white shirts can't touch their stuff, but it's the average everyday cops who have to bust their shoes out there and watch. Watch, could it could be all hell's going to break loose. Why they don't cancel Juve is beyond me. If I had been fortunate enough to have been elected mayor, I would say, Jew, Jew what? Did you say Jews? Juve, what the hell is that? You're going to have an overnight celebration when you already have a parade the next day and you've been having celebrations like for the past week for the West Indian Caribbean Day Festival? No, you won't. Oh, no, you won't. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Talk Radio 77 WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. I know this little girl, her name is Maxine. Her beauty is like a bunch of roses. If I ever tell you about Maxine, you all I say, I don't know what I know. But murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. Oh, get ready for that fake, phony, fraudulent overnight celebration in which homies put their flags up, pull out their two leaves, start blasting. And then when they see the Phillies walk by, it's booty call, and they start daggering, right? So the NYPD says, oh, we're beefing up security. Excuse me. How many white people are going to be out there other than some cops, right? It's like black on black crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black on black crime. Where's BLM? Well, that's right. They turned into big, large mansions, right? Not going to be there. And you see, if I was at Juve tonight, which I'm at every night, excuse me, every year it takes place with the Guardian Angels, but I can't go tonight because the deadbeat, the slacker, uh, Frank Morano, he's on another vacation, right? Three vacations in two months. Man, and I'm eating up the real estate here at WABC. No bad stuff because it's always worse stuff. And don't bother putting in your list of substitutions for you because uh, I saw Bill O'Reilly substitute this uh, person of no consequence from San Diego all week. And in his 15 minutes before me, Monday through Fridays, when I do the rip and read and commentary, 45 minutes from 12.15 to 1 on Thursday, he said Darwin was responsible for the depression in the United States because of evolution. I said, what the, what the F is this guy talking about? And then on Friday, he thanked all of us with putting up with his nonsense until Bill O'Reilly comes back. 
in which he was talking about mothers eating their babies. I said, where, where do we find these people? Hey, do your job. It's Labor Day, right? Do your job. Don't mail it in. And by the way, Frank Morano, you're shooting craps at Borgata. You know, everything is uh, everything is snoring, right? Free rooms, free buffet, all the bacon he can eat. Lots of food for his 40-pound kid, Carmine, for the other uh, side of midnight. His wife gets to shop till she drops Rachel all on the cuff of the Borgata because he's uh, snoring. Snoring so that all of you will go and lose your money at the Borgata. Meantime, he loses in craps all the time. But anyway, so I'm going to have to miss Juve, but the guardian angels will be out there. And I will tell you this, if I was out there, because I'm going to be at the parade, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to be marching with Lee Zeldin. By the way, a poll came out hours ago that says he's only four points behind. Four points behind. You look about a month ago, they had him 30 points behind Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. She'll be at the parade. So will Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. But I'll be marching with Lee Zeldin because I've been in the West Indian Day Parade forever. And I know there'll be that certain point in which there'll be uh, guys wearing the Jiffy Pop hats, you know, the Rastaman. And they'll be uh, drinking their Red Stripe and smoking their spliffs, doing puff, puff, pass. And naturally, the cops can't do nothing. They're told, back up. And it'll be, oh, Sliwa, jerk chicken, jerk pork, jerk Sliwa, your blood clot, your Yankee man, your rude boy. I say, I welcome being all three, if you're going to call me that. By the way, talking about these Rastafarians. They're such a uh, drug-induced psychosis. They claim they're vegans, but they smoke herb all day. They thought that Haile Selassie, the king of Ethiopia, you know, that Mussolini overthrew and then he came back. And then later on, the communists uh, took over Ethiopia and whacked him. So Haile Selassie comes to Kingston, Jamaica. He avoided Trenchtown. By the way, uh, <laughs> the shower posse still wants to kill me in Trenchtown. You can't touch this, but I digress. So Haile Selassie gets off the airliner. And there are all these Rastafarians there with their Jiffy Pop hats, and they got their Haile Selassie shirts, and they're saying, ah, it's God. It's God. And he looked at all of them, and Haile Selassie was a shorty short. You know, he's only like four foot eight. And he looked at his aide-de-camp from Ethiopia. They're Christians. And he said, they think I'm God? Well, he said, you want to smoke some ganj? Uh... You'll think you're God, too, after you smoke this stuff. It's potent. And so eventually he got back on the airline. He flew back to Ethiopia, and he said, Could you believe these guys with the Jiffy Pop hats? They actually think that I'm God. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you notice all the advisories are the NYPD is beefing up security. For Juve, a fake, phony, fraudulent, non-celebration overnight that should never have existed and should be canceled because that's where there's a lot of chaos, mayhem, shooting, stabbings, and all kinds of criminal activity. And just leave it to the parade. Parade starts at about 11 o'clock tomorrow. By the way, I'll be on the air, and then eventually I'll take that number two or three train or four train to Grand Army Plaza, walk the whole route down to Eastern Parkway, Utica Avenue, high five, high five all along the way, and then I'll walk all the way back. By then, all the politicians have fled, and they have no idea when the flags go up and guys start daggering the ladies, and then the incredibly big boomboxes come by on 18-wheel tractor trailers, and they'll blow your eardrums out, 
The cops got to stand there and take it. But where are all the politicians? They're gone. And when you talk to them, say, you want to hang? You want? No, no, man. We're getting out of here, man. Because we know it's going to be like dance old reggae. Guns in the air like they just don't care. We're out of here. Well, we're not out of here. We got another hour to go. And oh, yeah. All of you who get so bent out of shape over the forgiveness of student loans, we're going to have to get it on. Because I'm wondering, with $30 trillion in debt, let's see, it's because of Bush 43, Obama, Trump, Biden. $30 trillion in debt. Who's going to have to pay that off? You think any of these politicians? Not us. Because whoever holds the Treasury security notes that guarantees that debt, the Red Chinese, the Saudis, our enemies out there, we, the sucker taxpayers, have to pay it off. So how come you ain't mad about that, huh? Let's get into it in the next hour as we go live and local. As Curtis Lee always goes, it's never best of because it's always worse stuff. And I don't take vacations. York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. This is it, 4 to 5, live and local here. We're not slackers and deadbeats following me. The rising star from Staten Island, Vinny Madugno, teaches high school by day, entertains the night. And then back-to-back, belly-to-belly, he's on five to six Saturdays right before his mentor, Cousin Brucey. Uh, He is the protege. And on Sundays, right after me, we're live in local programming. Uh, And before Jersey, Joe Piscopo and the two-hour Sinatra extravaganza sponsored by Ramsey Monster. And then it's Dina Martin spinning stacks of wax uh, of her father, Dean Martin, who came from Steubenville, Ohio, with Jimmy the Greek. And you know the rest of the story when they landed in the big NYC. And then I'm back again for the Quinella. 9 to 11, I do a rip and read, and it's always to you, the callers. I don't do any interviews. No, 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 I don't waste my time. But these people already have their predetermined statements. I don't want to hear their propaganda, their nonsense. I want to hear from all of you. And then the most requested, most uh, called into, and most interesting of all the hours that I do where WABC stands for Always Broadcasting, Curtis, the Animal Welfare Hour with uh, my wife Nancy, Animal Rescuer. And then it's the barrier, the buffer between me and the Mamaluke, Frank Morano, Dominic Carter. Excellent hour from 12 to 1. And guess what? The Goldbrick Slacker. Goldbrick, uh, is that the boy got it again? Third vacation he's had in two months. I haven't had a vacation in like 20 years. This guy is like, what the hell happened? You see, this is what happens when you get a fat head. When all of a sudden you were an intern, which he was for me, and then my producer. And then all of a sudden, finally, he gets his big shot courtesy of uh, John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis, owners and operators of our parent company, Red Apple Media. And he zooms right on up the ratings chart and becomes the number one ratings gatherer here at WABC with a nationally syndicated show from 1 to 5 Monday through Friday to the other side of midnight. But then he rests on his laurels. Why? Because how do you get him? 
to go back to the farm when he's been to gay Paris. Now, I don't know if he's gay. You know, he could be any one of 72 different sexualities now, bisexual, trisexual, asexual, pansexual. I'm not going to make a determination about that, other than he's a degenerate gambler shooting craps at the Borgata because he's a schnorrer, like old-time talk radio hosts and hostesses. But I made a vow to all of you. Ever since I came back off the campaign, my loss to Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. By the way, how, how's he doing, huh, after nine months, huh? You think uh, a lot more of you are saying, hey, don't blame me, I voted for Sleeper. You lied, because if you voted for me, I would have been the mayor. But anyway, I digress. So look at this situation. They claimed that Frank Morano was the future and the here and now of talk radio. They said he was the golden child of talk radio. I went through this once before when Cumulus owned WABC, and their golden child was Ben Shapiro. Oh, Ben Shapiro. He did a freaking podcast, and I was doing drive time at night. Seven live reads. I was raising money. I had ratings. I was pertinent, live and local. And they came to me, and they said, nah, you're out. The future of talk radio is Ben Shapiro. Not And I said, this is the business I have chosen for 33 years. I sucked it up, and I continued to eat up the real estate, as I always do at WABC, whenever I can do it. So let me warn all of my colleagues, on Labor Day, when they're not laboring other than nursing a beer or a martini, or maybe a blunt or two, or maybe shooting craps, or whatever they're doing out there to barbecue, they're not laboring away. But I labor away. Beware. Remember Wally Pip? Let me tell you that story, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not into baseball, Wally Pip was the first baseman of the New York Yankees uh, decades ago. Well, pretty good. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. Was adequate. Had a migraine one day, not because he was half in the bag. He legitimately had a migraine. His manager said, you know, some you're not looking too good. I'm going to send you to back to the hotel. He said, we really? No, no. I got this kid from Columbia University. You know, he's from Washington State. He's, he's a new jack. His name is Lou Gehrig. We'll play him today at first base. Don't worry. You come back tomorrow. You'll be the playing first base. He said, you promise? Yeah, yeah, no problem. The guy never played again. Lou Gehrig became the Iron Man, right? The legitimate Iron Man. Not like that prima donna, that diva, Cal Ripken Jr. I hate him with a passion. Lou Gehrig. And who's the Iron Man to talk radio? Yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. Hey, you want to you wanna get some Rust-Oleum? Go ahead. I got plenty of Rust, but I knock it off myself. And now we're going to talk about issues in which I destroy the myths that you hear at WABC, you hear at other talk radio stations, you hear on talk TV, you see in the newspapers because they all have their own bias. I have my bias. They all have their biases. Let's first start with the... Uh, the AARP crowd. You know, when I was 49 years old, ladies and gentlemen, like all of you, I dreaded getting that junk mail every day from AARP to remind me that I was making it to the half-century mark. And they were giving you all kinds of tchotchkes, you know, coupones, not food stamps, coupones for insurance, cars, trips, everything, welcoming you with the uh, flea bag treatment. To uh, 50. And as the guy from AARP called me and he said, you know, I saw that you're, you're, you're AARP age. I said, yeah, and I'm not joining you, that's for sure. He goes, you're lucky to be alive. Uh, don't blame us. You're lucky to be alive. I said, yeah, yeah. And I took a lick in and I'll keep on ticking and I don't need AARP. Look at this. 
There is no more retirement. Runaway prices are pushing senior citizens back to work. I guess I qualify and quantify since I'm 68. And I guess you could say anybody over 65 is a senior citizen, but with this uh, Putin inflation, Biden inflation, taxes, all the money that's required just to survive, you can't do it on your Social Security. And if any of you haven't had your pensions rated, what little you get in a pension. So I have a new job. You know, make work, because that's what government does. They make work. You know, it's not productive work. This is productive work for all senior citizens who have to uh, actually go out there now and earn money because they can't survive on Social Security and their pension if they're lucky enough to have one. Why don't we have all the senior citizens put up signs? You know, like they have in Times Square now, no gun zone. Put up signs or have signs attached to them like a sandwich board or or stand on the corners with signs that say don't beat up senior citizens rob assault stab shoot or run over us please don't beat us up don't rob us don't assault us don't stab us don't shoot us don't run over us and most importantly stop it knock it off right what do you think that, that's a good job right i mean that's that's the whole solution to our crime problem we have people with signs in times square saying no gun zone meantime you see the thugs and thugettes with their toolies right you know what they have the fanny pack fanny pack is supposed to go around your hips you know we'll we'll hear from eric adams later on it's all in the hips it's all in the hips why are they wearing fanny packs around their shoulder with the fanny pack in front of them Duh. You think maybe they have a loaded nine in there, a nine millimeter? You think they have drugs in there? You think they have cash in there? You think the cops should be able to frisk them? Because isn't that kind of odd that you're wearing a fanny pack? Not around your hips, where a fanny pack was supposed to be worn, but around your shoulders. And the thick part of the fanny pack is right in front of you, so you can unzip it, grab your nine, and go pop, 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 pop. And then, of course, you got your hoodie on and your mask because why do we require people to wear masks anymore? You want to wear a mask, that's fine. But when when a young hoodie uh, with a mask is coming down the block, I'm thinking this guy's going to rip somebody off, right? And then the NYPD will give a perfect description. He's wearing a black hoodie, a black mask. Uh, he had on uh, white sneakers. Uh, yes, they describe the make of all the apparel he has on, but they don't give us the color of the guy's skin, right? They don't tell us to see black, white, Hispanic, Asian, olive skin, you know, whether he needs clear assault for his complexion, none of that. Because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Well, I'm ready to hurt people's feelings right now because we're going to talk about an issue that some have said. In fact, in this recent poll, it's amazing. They've actually said that this is the big issue that could actually turn out a different vote in the midterm elections on November 8th. A poll has come out and said no other issue this cycle has enraged middle and working class voters more than forgiving student loans. Those who make $125,000 or less, $10,000 gets knocked off their loan. By the way, it doesn't go to them. It goes to the bank or the federal agency. What is that? Sally Mae or the Big Mac Daddy plan. Uh, they gave them the loan. 
And if they ripped off the system with Pell Grants, because everybody knows the Pell Grants is the quickest way to rip off the government. You want a car, you want clothes, you, know, you want to buy blunts, you know, where the Dutch masters or Phillies, you just want to go on vacation. Hey, just rip off a Pell Grant. Everybody's been doing that for years. They were doing that when I got kicked out of high school. And they were saying, man, too bad you can't take advantage of a Pell Grant. In fact, Curtis, why don't you sign up for Apex? Right? The technical school, the private school, and you get a Pell Grant. They take 90% of the money, you get 10%. That's a nice split. What do you think I don't know about these ripoffs? And then who it is? Give me that music, maestro, here. Come on, don't deprive me here, Diego. I need to feel it through my veins and arteries as I get all whipped up into a frenzy. Look at this pimp, Ted Cruz. Yeah, he's one of the many politicians who claims that God talks to him. Remember him? Uh, he was in that Baptist church in Houston with his wife and his father, the minister, the Holy Roller. Remember the same father who Donald Trump said right before the Indiana Republican uh, primary and in, uh, in the Republican convention of 2016. Remember how Donald Trump said, oh, yeah, his father helped Lee Harvey Oswald execute uh, JFK. Oh, I read it in the National Enquirer. Yeah, right. And then he shook his hands afterwards. Hey, what kind of a man are you, Ted Cruz? But anyway, I know what kind of a man you are. You're a eunuch because you to told this narrative that you got down on your hands and knees in that Baptist church in Houston and you prayed to God. You and your holy roller father and your, your wife and your, you sought God's counsel and God spoke to you and said, you got to run for president. I don't understand. Maybe these guys have a pipeline to God. You know, they have a cell number. I don't know, an easy pass. I'm always talking to God, and God shuts me down. He introduces me to Mr. Click. Bush 43, drunk, cocaine addict. He had a pipeline to God, right? God told him there are weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Psych! There weren't. And then, of course, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Isn't it great that God... Oh, can I hear that cut? Oh, please, Diego, give me that cut right now, because... Even Eric Adams claims that God determined that Curtis Sliwa would not be mayor of New York City. At Glory, Halioski, hallelujah, thank you. I have to make sure this city is safe, and I want that obligation. I thank God I'm the mayor right now, and not those that don't understand the urgency of this moment. You know what I said? God damn that you're the mayor and you are destroying our city. In tandem with Bill de Blasio, who was the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who uh, single-handedly took a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball to the city that we love and like a zombie kept coming back and back. And now he's gone, hopefully for good, as he took on a fellowship at Harvard University to destroy a whole new generation of poli sci students. Anyway, I digress. Let's focus on Ted Cruz. Look at this guy. Ted Cruz said that Biden's student loan forgiveness will buy votes of slacker baristas who wasted seven years in college studying completely useless things. Um, you know, I've watched baristas in Starbucks. Uh, I hate Howie Schultz, the guy who was the CEO. He came out of Canarsie, Bayview Projects, right? He didn't invent Starbucks, but he's three, it's three times he's the CEO. He hates me, I hate him. But I've watched baristas. They work pretty hard. Because, you know, you get a lot of these curmudgeons. That, I mean, you put too much whole milk in there. I want it 2%. I want it oak milk. Oh, especially in the Upper West Side, man. These out the caucus. 
They are such nudges. Oh, so according to Ted Cruz, baristas don't work hard. I thought Howie Schultz said that they were partners in the business, but God forbid they unionize, you're out of a job. Hmm. So let me see, um, what kind of work did Ted Cruz do while God was talking to him uh, in his wayward youth? Well, let's see, he went to Harvard University. He was a law clerk, which meant he did no work whatsoever. Uh, And then he worked his way up, barely got elected. Uh, as U.S. Senator and then fended off Beta O'Rourke in a very close election. I'm looking at, wait a second, I'm looking at his resume. Let's see, did he sweep uh, floors? Did he work in a Mickey D's? What, 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 what hard work did he do? When you shake Ted Cruz's hand, there's no calluses on his hand. The only calluses are on his tuchus from sitting on his ass all these years pontificating. So he's railing against... Biden and student loan forgiveness and claiming that baristas are slackers. I'll bet you when he's uh, waiting for a flight out of America, you remember when all of a sudden there was a crisis in uh, Texas, no electricity, no water. You know, all of a sudden it was cold for them in Texas. You know, when it's uh, 12 degrees outside, it's like 40 degrees below zero, even with global warming and climate change. Remember how he fled to Cancun? Remember? Want to bet when he was at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, he was online at Starbucks. Now, do we think he would have ordered the iced caramel, caramel, machidudo, or whatever the hell they call that, the venti, or the pumpkin spice frappuccino for $6? You think he, he called the barista who served him then a slacker barista? Of course not. Oh, my God. And then uh, listening here to WABC, all these financial analysts here, yeah, well, they all worked hard in their life. I all see them. Mm. They really worked a blue-collar working-class life, right? Yeah, right. And I hear them one after one when they talk about student loan forgiveness. You have a legal contractual moral obligation to pay back the loans. Oh, my God, what is this going to say about a new generation? If you don't pay this loan, you'll never pay off a loan again. And I said, hmm, it's interesting. We owe $30 trillion on our debt. Let's see. That was the result of Bush 43, a war for weapons of mass destruction that we still can't find. Uh, Barack Obama, hmm, yeah, remember, he was going to stimulate the economy with all that uh, capital construction that Joe Biden was the sheriff of, not... Uh, Then Trump, oh, yeah, gave tax breaks to uh, wealthy people, middle-class people. But the debt kept going up. And now, obviously, Joe Biden and the schmuck-to-putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who just have flooded the economy with money. Inflation, you know, because go to the printing press. Federal Reserve, print it up. Print it up like a third-world country. $30 trillion debt going up every second. Who has to pay off that VIG? You think any of these presidents are going to pay it off? Not. You think their families are going to pay it off? Not. Let's see. That leaves us, the taxpayers. So when the red Chinese call in their treasury bonds and the House of Fraud, the Saudis, and the rest of these totalitarian dictatorships that have our treasury security bonds, and they decide there's a way we can cause economic chaos to America, we call in the debt. Oh, we have to pay that. Now, I wasn't very good at math here. Kevin Drosh, uh, he is our producer here on the weekends. 
But I understand that you uh, have used technology, right? You uh, ripped out your uh, abacus or your computer, whatever it is you do. The average American owes $92,000 on this debt. Do you think the government should forgive us for this? Do you think when the Red Chinese come calling and want their money on their investment in our Treasury bonds, you think we're going to need a little help? How many of you could pay $92,000 right now? Yeah, you owe it. I owe it. We all owe it. Due to the greed of our elected officials, our appointed officials, due to the fact that you have to balance your checkbook, you have to pay your debts, you, the working class men and women on this Labor Day, but in government, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you don't have to work. All you freaking do is print money like we're in a third world country. So for all of you who want to, once again, pick out the one loan that we're forgiving, student loan, I'm going to go through a whole panoply of loans that have been forgiven. That I guess some of you maybe you're suffering the first wave of dementia or amnesia, you know. I realize you'd rather not talk about that. You'd rather just beat up on the hipsters and millennials. I always beat up on them. But, you know, this is ridiculous. $30 trillion in debt. And the Republicans and Democrats have got us there. And who has to pay off on that? You? Probably not. Your children? Maybe not. Your grandchildren? Your great-grandchildren? Absolutely. Talk Radio 77 WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. We're down with PPP. We're down with PPP. We're down with PPP. Got to change that. Come on, Tretch, Finrock. Oh, man. I know, I know, OPP, other people's property. But that's not all it means. You see, Diego, you don't understand hood technology, right? Coming out of East Orange, Irvington, Newark, South Orange Avenue. You have no idea. In fact, uh, Naughty by Nature used to have some cameo appearances by Queen Latifah. By the way, Queen Latifah was my queen for the annual Mermaid Day Parade, Coney Island 2000. I was King Neptune. She was Queen Latifah, but the queen. I had to walk around with no sandals or shoes on, burnt the bottom of my feet. Uh, at the end of the march of debauchery, uh, debauchery and decadence where men and women were showing their mammary glands. I really couldn't tell if they were men, women, or non-binary. Anyway, we approached Coney Island, the shore, where at times it's almost like a cesspool there because there's no circulation of the water there. It's not like the Rockaways where it's the Atlantic Ocean. And Queen Latifah was throwing out apples and oranges, and I had to swim out and retrieve them and bring them back on my hands and knees to Queen Latifah. As King Neptune of the annual Mermaid Day Parade, decadence and debauchery in full effect. So um, I am going to rewrite the term OPP, but for you non-cognoscente, especially the McWhitey-Whitey, who is our telephone talent coordinator, a person of no consequence, do you know what OPP means? Okay, there are three meanings. Imagine you are... uh, 
Door number one, door number two, door number three. It's like uh, I'm Monty Hall, and I'm saying, do you know what door number one OPP means? Well, other people's property that you loot and shoot and you take, right? OPP, other people's property. And then depending on your chromosomal alignment, whether you're an XX and XY, and I know according to HR I'm not permitted to ask that any longer. I can make assumptions. But you could be anyone of 72 different sexualities or gender identifications based on the moment, the hour, the day, the week, the month, the year. And i got to respect that. So I'm not going to uh, make any assumptions here or you'll probably go hiding behind the dresses of HR. He was abusive to me. So in the hood, OPP does mean other people's property that you loot and shoot and you take as a booster. Or it means, um, well, let's see, if you're uh, XY chromosome, just solid XY, um, other people's, how can I say this, vagina, right, right, other people's vaginas are clean, right? And if you happen to be a femme fatale, you know, XY chromosome, it means other people's schlong. Penis, you know, you get it. So three doors you can choose from. Other people's property, uh, other people's vagina, other people's schlong. Uh, Knowing you, you probably pick all three just to be on the safe side because I can't imagine you surviving in the hood of East Orange, Irvington, or South Orange Avenue in Newark. This this white boy be running, man. Let me get to Seton Hall, West Orange. Feet don't fail me now. Oh, Oh, I had to score some... uh, Nickel and dime bags first, huh? Well, in South Orange Avenue, right? Because they got some good herb there. Now, I know it's legal in Jersey, but you got to pay taxes, right? I, I get it. Not not to the homie hoods. No, 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 no. <laughs> no taxes. And I realize you've been a good customer of theirs. That's why for you, they have valet parking on South Orange Avenue. You drive in from Seton Hall, and they take your car, and they park it, and they say, why don't you come in here? We want to show you the buds, man. You got some good sense. We got some good, uh, oh, man, we got some good Maui Wowie and Hindu Kush. And you say, could I sample it? Of course. Because you like to sample the product, just like Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, who says he's the mayor of the nightlife because he likes to sample the product. <laughs> See, when you're in the club and you say, I need to sample the product, and all of a sudden, Tony Montagna comes with a kilo, and you say, man, I ain't paying for that yet. I got to sample the product. You think Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, you think that's what he means when he says, oh, you're you're nodding your head? Because even you, even though you're a McWhitey-Whitey and you hide at Seton Hall University from all the homies in the surrounding area, even you know what sample the product means. Kevin Josh there is going, what the hell is he talking about? Well, let's talk about, um, it's uh, PPP, you know what I mean? Remember what PPP was in the aftermath of the lockdown and the pandemic of March of 2020? PPP. Now, what exactly did that stand for? Paycheck Protection Program, right? PPP. And remember that munchkin guy who was the Treasury Secretary for uh, Donald Trump at the time? He had that stupid smirk on his face. Yo, what was he, a graduate of Goldmine Sachs like the rest of them? Remember, he flew to Fort Knox with his wife. They were on tour. They looked at all the gold bars, and it was better than sex, he said. Stephen Mnuchin. 
a.k.a. the Munchkin Man. Oh, he's beloved here at WABC by some of the financial analysts who claim that at one time in their life they were poor and impoverished. Yeah. So I'm listening all weekend long, and the sickle fence toadies and lackeys are saying, oh, he was like, you know, there was Trump. Trump was God, and then there was Munchkin Man. He was like, uh, you know, you had God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and J.C., the Trinity, the trifecta, Troy cannot save 10 million jobs, was able to dole out $350 billion in just one week to all their cronies, printing money at the Federal Reserve, money that we're going to have to pay for. And then I said, let's look at the analytics, because everybody's so upset about paying back student loans. By the way, it doesn't go to the students. It goes to the banks, and it goes to Sally Mae and Big Mac Daddy, the federal agencies that charge the VIG to the students. Well, let's see. The Paycheck Protection Program, according to all these experts, was supposed to exist so that you would keep your employees on the payroll. So even if they had no-show jobs, you know, they just had a boom in their hand and they weren't doing anything, they could earn money, right? Sounded like good. And we forgive the loans. Meantime, let's look. Two years later, there's absolutely no security that was ever built into this. So let's say, Kevin Joach, you and I decided we're going to rip off this program. We're going to create the FUC Corporation. We'll leave one letter off of it. The FUC Corporation, we have 40 employees, a payroll of $10 million, and we're going to apply for a PPP loan. It's a piece of cake because nobody ever checks up on us. Oh, yeah, you're saying, well, eventually they're going to come get you. Really? You know how much money is missing now? $800 billion. Who's going to pay back that money? How come nobody's upset about that? PPP, you and me. Diego's wanting, and now he's like in a drug-induced psychosis. This is like vertigo for you, man. It's like, hey, too much, right? Because, see, average everyday people, blue-collar working-class people who pay all the taxes, who get squeezed, because the rich, they always can shelter their money offshore, Cayman Islands, Panama, Switzerland, LLC, right? LLC, do you know what LLC stands for? You ain't going to know who we are. That's what LLC is. It's a company in which you don't know who the hell we are, and you're never going to know. Mind your own business. Let us just put our beaks in the trough. We get all the loan money. We don't pay back the loans. And the sucker middle class taxpayers got to pay back. So let's spread the hate instead of just aim it at uh, students. And remember, I'm a high school dropout, kicked to the curb by the Jesuits at Brooklyn Prep. They shined their boots on my backside, told me. Don't look back, and I never did. I went out, started pumping gas, started packing shells for A.M.P., and then found my calling at the Golden Arches and Mickey D's when the Bronx was burning. Remember, I had Fordham Road, Webster Avenue, and started the Guardian Angels. Uh, can I compare my resume to Ted Cruz? Uh, the hell did he ever do uh, for work? Oh, he went to Harvard University. Oh, I'm sure he worked real hard. Our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight. WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC.
Oh, yeah. Put those roller skates on, Diego. You'll fall on your ass. Just like the McWhitey Whitey, who's our telephone talent coordinator. Never go to Dreamland Roller Rink, Crazy Lake Skate Club, Flippers Roller Boogie Palace, or just down to Rockefeller Center, where they changed the ice to a roller rink now. And you know, I decided when coming over there between shifts, as I was giving grief to everybody who two years ago was wearing Black Lives Matter shirts and saying, hey, what happened to the shirt? It's now big, large mansions, right? And you told me, oh, you're racist because you won't say black lives matter. Really? All lives matter. Blue lives matter. Go ahead. Where's your shirt now, pal? No, Curtis, I don't want no beef. Yeah, you give me beef, I'll bust your teeth. So I'm there at Rockefeller Center with the few tourists that are here. Because remember, we had drive-by shootings by St. Patrick's Cathedral last Sunday at 5 o'clock. Still haven't caught the suspects. And we had a drive-by shooting by St. Patrick's Cathedral back on June 9th. Hey, I don't forget that. Still no arrests. But I'm watching the skaters, and I'm saying, yeah, man, I used to be out on the roller rink. I used to be skating myself, man. Oh, man, Dreamland roller rink. I could, oh, God. I want to strap on those skates and get down there and Rockefeller Center. And then I started looking at some of the people that were skating, and I said, how come you're skating? How come you're not paying back your student loans? How come you're not working two or three jobs? You deadbeats, you slackers. And people were looking at me saying, man, that is a crazy white psychotic boy. I was doing my duty. The rage, the anger of all of you at WABC. How come you're not working two or three jobs? You're not multitasking. To pay back your student loans to 10000 for those of you who make less than 125000 And those of you who ripped off the Pell Grant, come on, admit it, you guys. I'm looking at you. You know how you rip off the Pell Grants, right? You take the money and you buy apparel, you buy cars, you buy jewelry, bling, bling. You buy everything other than a college education. I know the scam of Pell Grants, even though I'm a high school dropout, but I never went to college. Then Apex comes up to you in the street. You got your hands in your pocket and say, look, just sign here. You're going to learn how to install air conditioners and fix heating equipment here. You get, just sign. We'll get you the Pell Grant. We get 90%. You get 10%. Don't ask questions. This is the big ripoff of all the taxpayers. Oh, no, we don't want to talk about that. So I'm screaming at everybody down there. They're all hipsters and millennials. What the hell? You got time to skate? You got time to lean? You got time to clean? They wanted to lock me up, Diego. Wanted to take me for a psychiatric observation over to Bellevue. Been there before, right? They shoot you full of thorazine. They're like everybody else. They put you back in the street. So you go crazy again, right? But wouldn't people here at WABC admire that I went up to these hipsters millennials who had time to skate instead of take a second or third job? They have time to lean. You got time to clean. What do you think? I'm whacked. But then again, some of you would say, yeah, Curtis, that's right. They're going to pay back their student loans. What about all those hedge fund monsters on Wall Street 2008? The big banks who looted us for billions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about all those uh, stock companies, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Too big to fail. Oh, too big to fail. They nearly destroyed the economy. Nobody went to jail. And then we gave them free money, our money. We didn't even charge them interest. On Wall Street, in the Main Street, you had to pay the big. Wow, how quickly you forget. The rage, anger, uh, student loans. It's going to devastate the economy. We owe $30 trillion on the debt. 
We're never going to be able to pay it back. All of us are going to be ashes to ashes, dust to dust by then. Maybe our children, but likely not, but our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, they're going to be living in huts by the time we're finished with them. Oh, yeah, great job there, Bush 43, weapons of mass destruction. Ah, there goes the debt. Oh, great job, Obama, stimulus, right, right? Yeah, there goes the debt. Trump, oh, yeah, cut the taxes, there goes the debt. Oh, Joe Biden, blah, 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 blah. inflation, there goes the debt, $30 trillion. None of you even talking about it. Democrats and Republicans with their beak in the tr- Oh, my God. As Ted Cruz said, those slacker baristas, I got to pay for their student debt. Who paid for you to go to Harvard, Ted? Did God pay for you? It was a divine intervention that God said, this is the future president of the United States. So we want Ted Cruz to go to Harvard University. Gee whiz. Give me a little, give me a little more here, man. Yeah. Got to get those skates on. Got to get back at it. I got to be with the deadbeats, the slackers. Dancing out there, right? Got time to dance? You got time to take a second or third job there. Oh, my God. Roller disco. It's back. It's the 70s and the 80s. Oh, we didn't have debt like that in the 70s and 80s. Hmm. Wow. I guess the rule of thumb is accumulate debt and don't pay it back. Curtis Sliwa, I had this credit card from Bank of America. I tapped into it for $10,000. I needed it to pay my child support. Or, you know, uh, how many of my wives would have taken me to court and Put me in the poorhouse, because at this rate, I'm going to end up getting buried in a cardboard box in Potter's Field. As some of my wives told me, Curtis, you're worth more dead than alive, the life insurance policy. So do me a favor, drop dead. Actually told me that. You know how divorces are, family court. Of course you don't, Diego. Your day will come. But anyway, think of that. All of a sudden, miraculously, I'm running for mayor. And actually, your team always has to investigate your financial background because they say, if we don't expose your financial improprieties, the enemy will. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. I said, okay, go for it. I told them all the credit cards I had, all the loans I took that I never paid back. And they said, voila, it all disappeared. I said, what do you mean it disappeared? Oh, was it more than 20 years ago? Yeah. Oh, forgiven, forgotten. It's all gone. It's wiped off their books. I said, wait, that easy? You mean I'm free? I'm not going to debtor's jail? I'm not going to the poor farm? I don't know that much. No. I said, what? Did it just disappear in the osmosis? No, they wrote it off the books. Bad loans. You're, you're a bad loan, but, you know, it's like a sealed record. You killed somebody as a juvenile, they seal your record, and nobody ever knows that other than the family that you killed the person of. Isn't it great to be in America? You all these all these credit cards you're dead on, and then 20 years later, poof, puff goes the magic dragon. All your debts are forgiven. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, no. Your credit is actually pretty damn good, Curtis. A lot of Americans would love to have the credit you have. I said, well, uh, I guess the 18 rescue cats are going to love knowing that, my financial credit report. How do you explain that, ladies and gentlemen? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Vito in Staten Island. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Vito. Hey, Curtis, how are you? Listen, there was a United States senator from either Oregon or Washington when the PPP was being debated, he was worried about fraud. 
being committed by the, those they give money to. His wife owns Scrand Bookstore. She got almost $3 million in PPP money. Right after she got the money, she laid off a handful of workers, and then the loan was forgiven. Hold on. Hold on everyone... a second, Vito. Hold on. That's not what I heard on WABC over the weekend. I want you to listen to this sickle fan, Tony and Lackey, who says, PPP, you and me. And every time there's a new handout, and and this one in particular was so egregious and so Mm -hmm. wrongheaded uh, in that you're giving money to people whose lifetime earnings are going to be way above the national average. And, by the way, who signed up voluntarily and took on this debt. I mean, I've heard very little uh, talk about moral hazard and the fact that, you know, this completely sort of undermines whatever sense of commitment, particularly young people, feel when they when they do take on loans and that that is not a good thing ah you see that Vito? it's all the young people the 30 trillion dollars in debt it's all the young people Vito. curtis they're not all young that that are that have student debt there's a lot of them that have been living for years in their mother's basements like that uh the one that's running for senator in uh in pennsylvania he's 40 something years old He's been living in his mother's basement for wait, how many wait, years? Vito, Vito, he, look, he, he went to Ivy League school. He's got the hoodie on. Let's talk about cops. First five years, how many of them have to live with mommy and daddy at home because they can't even afford to have their own place? Hold on a second, Vito. I don't just want to crucify the femme fatale, omnipotent, pretentious, as you with hey, it's a moral obligation. Listen to this guy, right? He, you know, he takes our money every day, you know, on Wall Street. Uh, he's probably one of these Bitcoin bandits, I don't know, blockchain bandits, you know, cryptocurrency, Ponzi schemers. They're going to want to get bailed out for all their loans, too. But listen to what he has to say about PPP and you and me. When we were negotiating with Congress on the CARES Act, the paycheck, what became the Paycheck Protection Program, but something to support employment at small businesses was always a key priority. And we worked very hard with the Senate Small Business Committee, put together a program that said to employers, if you take out this money and you keep your employees on payroll, don't throw them on the unemployment rolls, keep them on payroll, whatever you have them do, we will forgive that loan. As you said, from the beginning, it was the, the employers only take, took out those loans because they knew they were going to be forgiven. Well, well, well. And actually, they were all honest, law-abiding, and they made sure that they protected their workers, right? By the way, Kevin Josh, how is our new company called Fook doing, F-U-C? We should call it Fook the World, as we claim that we have 40 employees and a payroll of $10 million. It doesn't exist, this company. But we got a PPP loan. Oh, yeah, like uh, thousands of other companies. Let me hear what this guy has to say about that. Does he even address that, uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci here? The idea that there is any equivalency between keeping people employed during a pandemic versus going to school to improve your own economic situation (laughs) is outrageous. Outrageous that $90 billion was stolen of the $400 billion and nobody will be prosecuted from the PPP loan. You know, I've had it. You know, you want to beat up students, that's fine. Oh, they're going to cause the economic collapse of America, $300 million. Oh, there will be more. Inflation will crush. $30 trillion in debt. Democrats and Republicans have put us there. Bailing out Wall Street, hedge fund monsters. Banks, 
banks too big to fail. Remember, they were too big to fail. Oh, they couldn't collapse it. How come none of you are ever considered too big to fail, huh? How come none of you are ever considered too big to fail? Anyway, let's go, if we can, to Augustine, uh, who's calling from Levittown. Is this Levittown in Pennsylvania, Levittown in Puerto Rico, or Levittown in Nassau County? <laughs> Levittown in Nassau County. All right, let's score the trifecta. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't be beating up on the students. The students should be beaten up on Biden because Biden was supposed to provide all those high-paying jobs, millions of them. He's providing manufacturing jobs, $14 and change an hour, $31,000 a year. How the hell is a student going to pay off a loan with that kind of salary? And some of them are part-time, so they screw them out of the benefits, too. Why are you preaching? Wait a second, Augustine. Why are you preaching communism and socialism, Augustine? Don't you realize we have to vilify those who took out student loans? Can I hear that woman again? Augustine, you are against morality. You shake someone's hand. You take a loan. Whether you end up in the grave, you must pay it back. Listen to this woman. And every time there's a new handout, and and this one in particular was so egregious and so Mm -hmm. wrongheaded, uh, in that you're giving money to people whose lifetime earnings are going to be way above the national average. And, by the way, who signed up voluntarily and took on this debt. I mean, I've heard very little uh, talk about moral hazard and the fact that, you know, this completely sort of undermines whatever sense of commitment, particularly young people, feel when they, when they do take on loans. And that, that is not a good thing. What about all those loans that were forgiven on Wall Street? When Paulson, the Treasury Secretary, another graduate of Goldmine Sachs, yeah, great institution. They sell you stock and then they short you on the end. They screw you both ways. They make you bend over both ways. Theater of the mind, okay? Goldmine Sachs. So Paulson comes out while Bush 43 was asleep. I don't know. He was disappeared, missing in action when uh, the economy collapsed. Three pages in his hands. You must agree to this. We're going to give money to all my friends. We must bail them out. You know, Jamie Diamond Chase, yeah, all the uh, quantitative easing. We're going to apply quantitative easing to these big banks. Do any of you know what the hell quantitative easing means? It means free money. Nothing's free in life, right? Who paid for that money? Middle class people, Democrats, Republicans, independents. And they want to turn us against one another. See, this is their game. Both Democrats and Republicans, they want to blame each other for this. Again, $30 trillion in debt. Who's responsible for this? Well, let's see. It was Bush 43, uh, weapons of mass destruction, not uh, Obama, Trump, Biden, the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese, Schumer. And they all point fingers at the other side. Hey, it's their fault, their fault. And you, instead of being independent and autonomous free thinkers and realizing They're all screwing us. You can't trust any of them. Because guess what? They're never going to pay off this debt that they've thrust on us. It's going to be the result of our grandchildren and great-grandchildren who are going to have to pay off this debt. What a double disgraziata. What a double shanda. So tell me you're a Republican and a Democrat and defend this, huh? 
It's indefensible. Talk Radio 77 WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Padre Filio Spiritu Santo. On this day, Cardinal Dolan was at St. Patrick's Cathedral welcoming in the illegal aliens. Andale, andale, andale. I don't need to know your name. I don't need to know that you were checked for medical conditions. I just know I need you to fill the pews of our empty Roman Catholic churches on Sunday where you can roll a Brunswick bowling ball through through the English-speaking mass and it won't hit anybody. But, oh, the Spanish-speaking mass to the rafter, we need you. We need you, Diego. We need your pesos. Look, I understand you're not going to be able to give as much as uh, Vinny Madunio coming up. He's going to put dollars in the wicker basket for the Bishop's Fund, the Cardinal's Fund, the Parochial School Fund, and for the illegal aliens. But pesos, you know, hey, you know, it's a strong dollar. I get it, but... Yeah, we'll take your pesos. We need warm bodies in the pews. Are they going to close all the churches? And then what the hell are we going to do? So in addition to seeing Cardinal Dolan say, Catholic Charities will take care of the illegal aliens, and me raising my hand saying, where are they going to get the money from? Oh, that's right, the federal government. You mean the sucker taxpayers? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then I said this Labor Day, I... I need to find God because I'm an EMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday, and then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. So I looked to the Holy Rollers, the televangelists, the blacks, the whites. You know, I had the channel changer, and I saw, oh, how to get the most out of your work. The Labor Day spiel. To get the most out of work, we need to view ourselves as servants. It may be that God placed you in a job that you hate, you loathe, and you despise. Work that job as if you were working for the Lord. God, Diego, will tell you when it's time to scrape the barnacles off your backside, get your gear, rearing gear, and leave. Let me, uh, let me cite prophecies here. Grant to your slaves. Oh, can't say slaves. God. <sighs> Justice and fairness. I mean, I quote from the Bible, talk about how slaves need to honor their masters, right? How much time do you work, Diego, 40, 50, 60 hours a week on your secular job? How much time do you spend in church, Diego? I realize it's the church of Wicca, church of witchcraft. How much of your money goes to God's work? If you consider yourself, Diego, a poor employee, get on your knees. Ask for forgiveness of God today for being such a slacker and a deadbeat. Go about your work in the spirit of a servant. To get the most out of work, your rewards will come in the future from God. Not here. Not here in this world. No, 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 no. You're going to die in Potter's Field in a cardboard box like Curtis Lewa, paying child support till the day you die. Eighty percent of my net. My fault. Should have used Jimmy Caps. Anyway, Diego, forget your blind trust. Your inheritance will come from God. Hashem. Uh, Allah, Buddha, I don't know, whatever you worship. And just think of it this way. 
you have a boss here at uh, Red Apple Media, John and Marco Katsimatidis, but that's your secular boss. You know who the big boss man is, God. And he will ultimately determine what you get paid in life. And know this, when all is said and done, your true inheritance, your true future, your true reward is to get through the pearly gates and to have everlasting happiness and bliss and nirvana. No, not grunge rock, nirvana. Because if not, you could end up in limbo. Oh, that's right. They got rid of limbo. I guess for those who aren't baptized, they went to limbo. Now, oh, purgatory, that's right. It's warm in purgatory. But it's not too warm, except, you know, don't put on the air conditioning, uh, you know, because of global warming, climate change, and purgatory. But if you don't follow these dictates, Diego, you will burn in hell without an asbestos suit. There is no escape. Damnation to you, Diego. So accept the fact that you're just a servant. Like in the Old Testament, a slave. Honor your master now. And God will take care of you in a hereafter. Boy, I should be a rebel and I call the rest of these uh, rip-off artists. Hey, and remember your tithing. Don't forget on your way out. I'll take whatever you got in your pocket, you know. And hey, by the way, if you got some bling-bling, just put it on the plate. I know the hot shop to go to, the same one that Al Slim Shady Sharpton went to when he had that Martin Luther King gold medallion that somehow disappeared. Yeah, it was in a hot shop, pawn shop there on 48th Street and 8th Avenue. See you at 9.